Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We return today to the 14th chapter of Acts, moving on to verses 8 through 13. On our previous study, taken from the opening seven verses of this chapter, we saw Paul and Barnabas in the city of Iconium, where, at first, there was good success. But this was followed by bitter opposition from the Jews. Nevertheless, They remained there for a considerable time until a second wave of persecution was planned, involving violence, and at that point they fled the city, moving on to Lystra and Derbe. This brings us to verse 8 and to Luke's account of what took place in the city of Lystra, and he writes, While they were at Lystra, they came upon a man with crippled feet who had been that way from birth so he had never walked. He was listening as Paul preached, and Paul noticed him and realized that he had faith to be healed. So Paul called to him, Stand up! And the man leaped to his feet and started walking. When the listening crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted, in their local dialect of course, These men are gods! In human bodies! They decided that Barnabas was the Greek god Jupiter, and that Paul, because he was the chief speaker, was Mercury. The local priest of the Temple of Jupiter, located on the outskirts of the city, brought the cartloads of flowers and prepared to sacrifice oxen to them at the city gates before the crowds. Thank you. 
The crippled man had real faith to be healed. As we have noticed previously, Paul and Barnabas had the gifts of the apostles, the sign gifts. As they moved through these pagan cities, the only credentials that they had to prove that their message was from God were these sign gifts. They needed them and they used them. So Paul tells this man to stand up. He did so and he walked. So when these pagan heathen people saw what Paul had done, they began to shout that the gods had come down in the likeness of men. They were really getting excited. Now, here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. While God's ways are past finding out, while believers must trust Him, it is interesting to look back and try to see God's ways. We can read the book of the Acts of the Apostles and see how, and in some cases why, God led as He did. It seems that God brought trouble to Paul and Barnabas in Iconium so that they would be forced to move. God used the trouble fomented by the enemy Gentiles and Jews. So Paul and Barnabas moved south to the city of Lystra, scarcely 20 miles away. It would seem that 20 miles wasn't really far enough away to secure any kind of safety from their enemies in Iconium who had planned to stone them. It is clear now that while all three cities, Iconium, Lystra, and Derbe, were in the Roman province of Galatia, the province was large and was therefore divided into districts or regions, four in all. Iconium was in the region or district of Phrygia, near the border of Lycaonia, while Lystra and Derbe were in the region or district of Lycaonia. So when Paul and Barnabas fled, they moved from one political region to another. The political leaders of Iconium, from which the opposition there had come, did not have jurisdiction in Lystra, so that Paul and Barnabas were reasonably safe for the time being in Lystra. The location of the city of Lystra was lost until 1885, when archaeologists found, still standing erect, a Roman altar of stone, three and a half feet wide and a foot thick. The altar had the name Lystra inscribed on it. Finally, the city where Paul was stoned and left for dead was found. Lystra was not an important business center, and few Jews lived there since there is no mention of a synagogue. The citizens were uneducated Lycaonians who came from a small Anatolian tribe and spoke their own language, a Lycaonian vernacular. A branch of the Via Sebasti, the famous east-west Roman road, came to Lystra. Augustus was the one who extended the road as far as Lystra, and the word Sebasti is Greek for Augustus. Here Paul and Barnabas continued to preach the good news. Luke in Acts 14 recounts an experience these two had as follows. In Lystra there sat a man crippled in his feet, who was lame from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Lycaonian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. 
The healing of the crippled man brought quick and unexpected reaction from the crowd. Those who witnessed this miracle shouted in their Lycaonian tongue, the gods have come down to us in human form. Paul and Barnabas weren't able to understand what they were saying and didn't know at the time that they were being identified as Greek or Anatolian gods. The citizens mistook Barnabas, perhaps because of his more dignified bearing, for the god Zeus, the chief speaker of the Greek pantheon. Paul was mistaken for the god Hermes, who was the spokesman for the gods, and Paul was the leading speaker. Excavations have confirmed that the people of Lystra did indeed worship the gods Zeus and Hermes. Two inscriptions were found near Lystra dating to the middle of the 3rd century AD, which identify the two gods as being worshipped in this part of the province of Galatia. One inscription mentions the phrase, the priests of Zeus, and another mentions the dedication of a statue of Hermes. So Luke accurately named the gods who were worshipped by these Anatolians in southern Galatia at this time. But why did these people assume with so much excitement that these gods had visited them in the forms of Paul and Barnabas? A well-known legend had it that Hermes and Zeus once came to this area disguised as mortals seeking lodging. They tried 1,000 homes and were always refused entry. Finally, an elderly couple named Philemon and Baucus took them into their small dwelling made of reeds and straw. Out of their meager resources, they arranged a banquet for the appreciative divine guests. As a reward, the gods turned the humble cottage into a marble-columned temple with a golden roof. The couple was appointed priest and priestesses and became immortal as an oak and linden tree. The homes of those who had refused them hospitality were destroyed. Evidently, these citizens of Lystra believed that they were being paid another visit by Zeus and Hermes, and they wanted to be sure to do the right thing this time. Not being able to understand the local language, Paul and Barnabas were unaware of what was happening until they saw the sacrificial bulls with their woolen wreaths draped around them being taken to the altar in front of the temple of Zeus just outside the city gates. Then they realized that they themselves were thought to be the gods in human form and that these animals were to be sacrificed to them. I'll pick up this account at this point tomorrow. What interested me here is the fact that it is a part of the nature of man to want to worship. God has put it into the hearts of man, the desire and the longing for God. But more important, God has also made it possible for man to know him. He came in Jesus Christ so that man might be able to worship him. Not as these Lystrans tried, but to worship him in truth.
What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.